Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and now Spotify. You can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Trail Bugs for the music and our patrons, Demon Hunter 2, Aggie Jedi Master, Electric Waterboy, Antaeus, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick at Cashley, One Kind Word, Ravenclaw Tia, Shermanator 18, Butterfly Girl, Loon Trackers, The Aussie Geocacher, Sodak Zach, who just got back from Moga, and he's got himself a win there. Oh, I like how I like what Jesse's doing during this part. Uh, <laughs> you have to see it. Uh, you, if you're listening, you'll have to go watch it because it's pretty funny. Uh, the, de- the Deadliest Cachers, Terrell 2, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, Team D&D, Geocaching Adam, Peachy1276, The No-Code Geocachers, Curiosity Girl, Tick Magnet, Marsipanic, Bricker John, Firesafe, F.S. Sabero, Geo Rick, Cash Attic Mel, Geocaching Janji, The Geocaching Junkie, Sir Drumalot, Janice, Tricassius, Tom Frey, Rugals, The Bruce Zero, EGK, PBR, Casamaya, Master Sergeant, USMC, Little Gears, Albedo, 0.39, It's Only Barney, Purple Turtles 3, ACDC Family, and our new patrons, None of It Tidy, AFK Geocaching, and Josh Boggs. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let me introduce to you my co-host, Jesse aka Memphis Mafia, who seems to be reading something right now. Oh, Jesse. Sorry. Jesse, what are you, was, what are you uh, perusing? My, my favorite geocaching magazine. <laughs> well, what are you reading there, buddy? What is that? Uh, the, the newest edition of FTF Geocacher Magazine. So, oh, uh, sweet. Totally you, unrelated from our show tonight, but, you know, just reading right. my newest copy. Just happened to come in. You'd be awesome if we could get on the, like, the man, the FTF Geocaching Magazine dude. We're not that big yet. We're not. The, oh no! I think we are. Keith, what? We're gonna jump right to show ninety-four <laughs> for April fifteenth. We welcome back to the show, Keith Petrus. Welcome back to the show, Keith. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> it's good to see you. Uh, and uh, we were we uh, got to sit down and actually talk a little bit uh, uh, in Denton uh, at the Texas Mega, and I really enjoyed that. I, I appreciate you take a little time to talk. My uh, my wife loved hearing. Uh, she'd heard some of the the Spain the Spain stories, but it's so much fun to talk about them again. And so uh, uh, she really, after we were all done, she goes, "Oh man, Keith's awesome. Love hearing those stories." So I, I, we did have a nice chat. I remember that. <laughs> did. That was good. Uh, and we're going to talk about a little bit of that tonight, as well as lots of other things. But let's get into some news first. Um, and I'll get both of y'all's uh, uh, opinion of this. We're going to get our final thoughts on the planetary pursuit we talked about a little bit but this week we finished up did you guys are you guys both space explorers or did you get stranded on a distant planet uh i am a space explorer so i made it all the way (laughs) keith how did you get 
I accidentally ended up with about four or five planetary icons. I have no idea how it happened. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the souvenirs. Right, the souvenirs. I, I got to Neptune and um, had some issues this week, and so I didn't make it any further. But I, I, I we've already kind of talked. We want to talk a little bit about a lot about this, but. I think we all would we all agree that well Keith didn't really get into it much so that was kind of interesting but I think it was kind of cool I hope they do something again like that uh, um, you know it's points and geocaching is a little kind of nah, I'm all for it I, I think they did all a for good it. job they did a good job I, I liked it but I'm not I'm still kind of I'm still don't know myself what I think about getting point because i like geocaching for geocaching i don't want it to become something else i don't know but anyway you don't want it to become my favorite word which is competition right, well yeah i mean competition, yeah, i do there's ways to do it i think <laughs> but there's but i don't know oh well all right well I, I have to say thumbs up okay so my too. final you know my final judgment on it would be thumbs up um, while there's always room to improve, right? You know, and I, I know I can be kind of critical at times of some of their promotions because some mm-hmm. of them are lame. Right. Um, <laughs> this one was a good one and very improved from Mary Hyde. And I know they have to step it out because mm-hmm. they could give away free gold, like they did with one of promotions. Actually, they gave away free gold, and uh, people would still complain. Right? Sure. It's a huge audience. There's tons of people, and not everybody's gonna like it. But I think they did a really good job. Uh, and some people talk about some of the loopholes and stuff like that. There's always going to be loopholes. Sure. We're, we, we solve puzzles for a hobby, so we're going to find loopholes no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they really stepped it up. I think they, they made it to where people that wanted a little bit of a challenge actually mm-hmm. had a little bit of a challenge. You know, um, And you, you didn't just not even know what was happening and get the final souvenir. Right. Like You actually had to get out and do a little bit to... Well, you to did, do something. Yeah. You couldn't accidentally back into the whole promotion like Mary Hyde. Yep. Um, they stepped it up. They did good. They separated the cash types, which is always interesting for people that like different stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it, they made graded levels where everybody could participate. Yeah. So I think it's a great improvement, and I hope they continue to go this direction with their their souvenir promotions anyway, instead of just giving them away for everything. Right. So... I like it. I, I say thumbs up. I think they did a good job. Yep. All right. Uh, give us a webcam watch. And- okay. So, uh, sadly, the webcam watch for the United States is down to 113. Mm-hmm. So, we didn't get to hold steady for all summer. Uh, and the world is down to 278. However, there's uh, we're now up to five disabled. So one of those, the reason why those two numbers went down mm-hmm. is one of them's currently disabled. Right. I looked at it and it's a Canadian one. Um, and apparently the webcam has been down for a little while. <laughs> and uh, the reviewer had made a note before that if it didn't come up, you're gonna have to do something. And people have been doing the typical, you know, uh, selfies of the GZ. <laughs> right. So uh, it's now disabled. So if that doesn't come back up, we're going to lose one. So, um, that's the for the world. I don't know which one is down for the U.S. right now. So I, we just looking at it before we came in. Yeah. Um, but I think we're we're going down by one or two right now. So hopefully we'll get to come back up. One of those disabled ones will come back up, and we won't lose one before the summer's over. Yep. Um, Spring Cito is coming up. Uh, event April. Well, you can get a souvenir that day. April twenty first through 29th. Uh, this year, um, too late to 
probably get in an event, but you definitely can plan to go uh, to an event for that. So mark that on your calendars. Go get you, uh, go do a CETO and uh, be a part of uh, cleaning up a, a, you know, a park or something like that or. Do you have one picked out? Or are you going to try to get to one? Yeah, we might. I haven't. I don't have one picked out yet, though. We'll have to look around the area. DFW, there's usually a few for sure. So, yeah, I know we have some, but I haven't. I haven't picked one out yet either. So, yeah. yeah. Um, virtuals. Um, where are we at? So we're up. I think last week we were at thirteen oh nine. Yes. And this week we're at thirteen twenty seven. So they're starting to climb a few now. Right. So that's good. Out of 4,000, that's still not bad because we have, you know, people wait to the last minute, right? And you we're compare almost there. Else. Yeah, we're almost at the last minute, though. What did we determine? Wasn't it August they got to be done by? I believe it's August, yes. I wonder if that'll get extended. Actually, I kind of hope not. I don't. I agree with you. I agree. I, can't be, I think they use it as a good gauge, and I'm very happy that they, they did this. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, just, you know, just make virtuals or history caches, you know, active again. Um, but um, they didn't and they made it uh, they made it a temporary one time reward thing. And I really think they really thought that one through and it, it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had just made them active again, virtuals would not be that exciting anymore. Right. The fact that they made them limited keeps them rare and I think it makes them good. So. Really crossing my fingers that we may see a future webcam limited release. Oh, that'd be cool. At some point. Once, yeah. Just to very, keep it, very keep limited release. Yeah. Because if webcams weren't rare, they would be boring. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, stand in the middle of the street and take your picture at this intersection. Turns, no, that's lame. Turns into a waymark kind of thing. If yeah. It gets too- if there wasn't like, a, you know, less than 115 in the United States, they'd be pretty, pretty yeah. weak. Yeah. So. So it'd be very limited. And as far as virtual rewards, Keith, you're going to talk about one of those a little later in the show too, right? Yes, sir. All right. Very cool. Well, let's get right into uh, the the various topics tonight. And the the topic we want to spend a little bit of time on, because um, I think people are interested and in, I've gotten some people who are asking questions. So I don't know about the chat room. Jesse, keep keep an eye on some of the questions about the yeah. hur- about the hurricane. But that's how I label this was how FTF magazine survived a hurricane. And uh, so um, I guess let's start by when did you first? Uh, well, f- first tell people Keith, because again we we always have brand new people every week or you know that are not familiar with things. Uh, old shows, you know, are familiar with 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 our guests, but tell people why it was important, uh, or what what was critical about Hurricane Harvey, and why it was critical to you. <laughs> well, I live on a boat right. in a marina, and uh, and I turned out I lived on a boat in the marina in the direct path of this storm. Yeah. So um, I was forced to evacuate. Uh, had to worry about the boat's uh, condition. It was um, it was a pretty interesting situation. Mm. Yeah, uh, pretty incredible because um, you know when that thing was bearing down on the coast, uh, you know we have a lot of friends down there, and we knew you were down there, and it's like, oh my gosh. So was there ever a thought? Well, for people that don't know. Um, you can't really power your boat up and take off with it, right? 
Exactly. My boat has no motors. It's a floating condo. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're not going to be able to get it out of there. So, um, yep. so your initial thought, were you going to try to ride it out unless they made you evacuate or what was the, what are you thinking about? Absolutely not. I would, uh, my preference, it would have been, we would go to Oklahoma or something. Uh, right. If it were for my wife being a, uh, a hardcore, you know, She's not afraid of hurricanes, uh, so mm-hmm. we ended up evacuating to Corpus Christi, uh, okay. which is only about 20 miles away. <laughs> right. Um, and then, um, so you kind of, you at least you got out of the path of the storm. and Right, right. You know, um, so, and the boat's name's Willie. I love yep. that. It's like Willie the, <laughs> like Willie the tugboat. Uh, and um, so... Um, to evacuated and then of course they wouldn't let you back right for exactly uh basically we um we had been uh we'd made a trip to mexico and the day before we made the trip to mexico right we um we ran into an old guy crusty old mariner type on the docks and he said hey there's a big storm brewing over in the yucatan and i had no idea what he's talking about right so we kind of ignored that, and the next day, it was, I believe, Wednesday, we drove into Mexico, uh, spent the day there. Uh, actually, no, that was Thursday. Mm-hmm. By the time we got back from Mexico that evening, we were right. under 24-hour evacuation order. Oh, my. So I had overnight, and, and most of Friday, I spent putting things in the boat, you know, getting things off the deck. Uh, just trying to to get it prepared for the storm, and then we were gone just like that. So wow. uh, it was a real quick thing. Uh, we ended up over in Corpus Christi, and that night uh, uh, we weathered the storm over there. Uh, I would go outside and take video of the wind blowing the rain over the top of the houses and the trees blowing around. And uh, it was pretty hairy over there, but not nearly what it was like here in Port Aransas, obviously. Right. Uh, in Corpus Christi, the, da- the damage was mostly just two fences. A lot of fences knocked down everywhere. A few mm-hmm. ple- people lost parts of their roof, but not much. Uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was an exciting night. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, um, one thing we did, too, dur- during this period of time was um, I- I'd sent you a note. Uh, and it's like, is everything OK? And you're like, <laughs> and I think he's I think he sent back a note uh, saying, well, um, this is later on, too. Once you once you were uh, kind of back or was able to, to get back to where the boat yeah. was. And I remember you telling me, you said, well, the boat is still attached to the dock. And I go, oh, <laughs> my first thought was, OK. And then I think you sent the the picture and you're like, here's where the dock was. <laughs> here's now where the dock is. So it's a, it's a incredible that it, it literally was right. It was still attached to the dock. Yeah. The day before we left, when we were preparing the boat, another larger boat at one of those tour boats that right. does dolphin tours right. tied up on the little finger pier next to us. And, uh, they, uh, it was a giant boat and ours is a giant boat. It's a 72 ton boat, 56 feet long metal boat. Uh, that's us. And the other boat was even larger. Mm. So what happened during the storm is it, uh, it's, uh, the boat, just the finger pier with both boats still tied to it, broke away and floated mm. a quarter mile away in, into a back lagoon. Um, and I found out about this the next day 
because we didn't know what had happened. We were hearing reports. Uh, the first report we heard out of Port Aransas was total devastation. Yeah. And so we, were, we thought, oh, no. And then we started seeing pictures posted to Facebook from the first responders that were here and some people that snuck in in boats. And uh, it was boats upside down, boats uh, way up inland, <laughs> boats highway. in stores, <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the street, uh. boats and trailers, you know, all over the place. Um, so I was desperately trying to find, you know, what happened to my boat. And I just happened to be looking. I think it was late Saturday. Finally, mm-hmm. I saw my boat, but there was grass in front of it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and and we were at the not... end of the seven dock. It was 500 feet down at the end of the seven dock. So I was like, this boat is not where it's supposed to be. No. Um, but we didn't know where it was. So then it became a kind of a detective thing, trying to look at the houses behind the boat in the right. photo and figure out where it was. And uh, we didn't really know until the next day when a friend of ours came down and physically found it for us. Wow. And we, yeah. yeah it was, Incredible. Right. I mean, like you said, the, <laughs> yeah. You know, the and I know probably one of your initial thoughts was, well, it looks fairly intact. Maybe it's salvageable. It was sitting directly straight up and down. So, and it looked like it was in the water from way from the photo. Mm-hmm. I yeah. couldn't see the water, but I could see it was so perfectly perpendicular to the ground right. that I thought it was possible that it was okay. And that's exactly what happened. It turned out to be sitting in the water and, and just fine. Incredible. Incredible. Yep. Um, um, so, you know, you were able to, to, to get back there and, um, you know, get on, you know, so I guess first thing you do is sort of get on board before you could move it. You got on board and what did you find once you got on board The when you first got on? What did you? Were, uh, there were a few things. We had these heavy duty covers over the windows. A couple of them got torn a little bit and there were a few things broke off the outside of the boat. Mm-hmm. Inside the boat, it looked just like we left it. It was messy oh, because incredible. we're messy people. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we, uh, nothing in beer glasses all in the cabinets none of them broken it was it was amazing incredible uh, this thing it was spun around probably going in circles across the marina and, and into that back cove and hit a bulkhead and it didn't damage much of anything inside the boat uh, i couldn't even tell you a specific thing that got damaged wow we did see uh, we did have water in the bilge area just mm-hmm. that blew in through the vents in the back of the boat right uh so we had some water that I had to pump out, and that's what I did. Your, your question was, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Uh, the boat was in this lagoon with no power, no electricity, no no water, no nothing. So I, for a month, or almost a month, I went and babysat the boat every day. I would drive in <laughs> and go, and uh, there was nothing to do but sit there on the boat and, and clean things up and pump water out of the bilge. Um, so I actually did a little work on the boat while I was out there in that area as much as I could. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just a waiting game until we could find someone to tow us back to the marina. So you ended back, you end up, when you got it towed back, you ended up in a, did you end up in a different uh, anchor point than you are when you were before? Or did we able uh, to get back? Our original anchor point we were still tied to. So, but it was right. not where it was. Be. <laughs> that's true yeah we're still, yeah so i guess you let let that part go but are you yeah, yeah we literally un, unhitched ourselves from the dock, from the and dock. Left it hanging over the bulkhead right. <laughs> left that behind oh, one my. thing though the day we moved the boat or actually we, we, we tried to move the boat on two different days the first day we had two friends come out with smaller boats yeah 
and we untied the willy and we put the, and this is a 72 ton boat again. Uh, these two little boats were going to haul it back to the marina. Mm-hmm. Well, the willy just started drifting with the current. The two little boats just started being drugged behind the willy. <laughs> and it just, it just took them right with it. They, they right. were trying to right, trying trying. pull the boat and nothing happened. And the willy just pulled them straight across. Luckily, we ran into another bulkhead and we tied off real quick. And I waited until we had a professional come out and do the job the next day. Yeah, uh, that, that's, yeah, because, <laughs> golly, Keith, I mean, that's, that is, it is incredible because, like you said, it's, it's sturdy. I mean, it's, it's, uh, 72 ton and it's got some, got some weight to it, you know? So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the box, the guy we bought it from said it would just, that if we ever had a hurricane, it would just cut a hole through those million dollar homes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, took care of that, took care of the dock. But, uh, anyway, so, um, um, Jesse, uh, did you have, uh, anything from the, the hurricane part you want to mention? Yeah. So the chat room, uh, has been asking questions and of course they, they always like to hear your stories too. But, um, one of the questions they have, and this may make more sense to you than it did to me, but it sounds mm-hmm. like they have some inside knowledge yeah. has port a and the Rockport area recovered. It's done a remarkably well in recovering, but it's not by any means fully recovered. Wow. We still have, we still don't have enough lodging. Um, there's still places that are being knocked down and bulldozed and hauled off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a, a surprising amount of stuff to do here in town. We have lots of restaurants that have opened up. Uh, you know, all the little cart rental places are, are available. Uh, so it's, you could come to Port A and have a very nice time right now. Okay. Uh, uh, e- eating out, lots of good places to eat. The the, the uh, restaurant here at the marina actually relocated from its location that was damaged in the storm, and is now built. They've moved the restaurant to the uh, uh, to the marina where the old, an old restaurant used to be, mm-hmm. and have opened up in that location. So, lots to do here. It's not, but probably as far as full recovery, we're probably at sixty percent. Wow, that's. It's a cool. It's a cool area, by the way, Jesse. If you ever come down, it's a, a, a Port Aransas and, and Rockport. That area is real pretty. I mean, it's just really relaxing. Uh, what I liked about it, Keith, is the fact that it's not like overproduced. So yeah, it's it's a very friendly kind of little. You know, the lo- you'll see the locals around and uh, uh, it, it just all types. And there's lots of fishing and just, there's a lot to do. The beach yeah. is available, and uh, yeah, it's a nice little place to visit. Yeah. And there are a lot of geocaches, the ones that didn't wash away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How? Uh, um, so whoever the first person was to say that a log was wet in Port A, I think needs to be banned <laughs> from geocaching.com. It's um, funny. Because, come on now, people. It was a hurricane. It was a bad hurricane, too. I think people realize that Hurricane Harvey. Did you? I'm sorry. I had a bunch of geocaches hidden on the boardwalk here in town the one the where the bird watchers go out and check yeah, things out. i love that area i had i would go through town and i would look at the pieces of boardwalk that had torn loose and were littered in the middle of the town and cemetery everything and i'd always try to see if one of my geocaches was on those pieces right. of, <laughs> of boardwalk that would be a great story one, but, uh, yeah they all they all were eventually hauled to the dump, and I'll never oh, see them again. Oh man, to replace all that, golly! So uh, also from the chat room. Yep, go ahead. Um, how did and you may have covered this previously, but how did the geocaching magazine get started, or what was your inspiration for for doing it? Uh, the iPhone version of the uh, geocaching app came out, 
and I had tried geocaching before, but unsuccessfully because I didn't have a GPS. I kind of looked at the satellite view and went and looked for something and it didn't work. Uh, so, um, but once the app came out, I, I became interested in it. And then because I'm a graphic designer, I thought I would uh, actually, I was looking for a magazine to subscribe to about this new hobby that I was enjoying and there wasn't one. <laughs> no. So because I was a graphic designer, I thought, well, I'll combine work and pleasure and this will be a perfect, uh, perfect excuse for me to travel around the country and, and, and do this hobby that I've, I'm enjoying and uh, also, you know, make it part of my job. So it's mm -hmm. uh, that's what I did. And that makes sense. And that's, you know, that's, you get into a new hobby and, you do something anyway and you, you see a void and you, you fill There's it. I think void. that's how many exactly. successful people have done it. Mm -hmm. So we have one more comment and one more question. So the comment is they love the stories, but they'd like to see more how to's. I agree. Probably hard to do. I agree. And, and for all you people that are listening who write stories all the time, that's what I'm going to start asking for more, more of, mm -hmm. because that's something I've always thought the magazine needed more of. But uh, for one reason or another, the stories seem to come in thicker and faster than the how-to articles. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start physically trying. Well, physically, I'm going to start making a much greater effort to, to get more of that type of content into the magazine. You know, related to that, Jesse, if I could real quick, something yeah. that I really, and you, you know, because you subscribe too, but um, something in one of our patrons, uh, Electric Waterboy, I don't know if he's in the chat room tonight, but, um, you know. Um, he is. He is, okay. Well, then forget yeah, it. He has a bum. I don't want to talk about him then if he's going to be in the, <laughs> if he's in the chat room. No, don't, don't inflate his ego anymore. No, I'm, I am going to inflate his ego because it, it's already like this. I'm just going to make it even larger. No, I'm kidding. Um, so love Tom. But, you know, that's one thing that I've always appreciated. I'm sure, Keith, I, I'll let you comment on this. But Tom doing puzzle information in puzzle, in a sense, how-tos, really. That's what most of his stuff on is a little story. But usually he gets into here's some detail you need to help you and um it's been invaluable i've learned more from reading tom's information i think than anything else as yeah, far as, as far as that you'll always learn something in that column <laughs> yeah i do i do and so like you said you probably want some more different kinds of things but um i'd like I've, to see a lot more about container building mm -hmm. uh you know I, I was thinking just the other day like what if what if I ask for people to send us send their favorite way of making a, a something look like a log that's not a log you know I mean a, oh, yeah. a physical log right uh, types of camouflage beyond just spray painting leaves onto an ammo can you know because mm -hmm. uh, I've seen some amazing caches out there uh, a, a girl who's not even really caching often much here in the local area did a fake log that just blew me away <laughs> she made right. it how she made it <laughs> but that thing was uh it looked like a real log and it was a mayonnaise jar or something <laughs> wow that is cool yeah that so that sort of thing what i'm looking for okay all right so the final question and gary this one's for you i know i see this <laughs> how good are you at finding spartacus <laughs> how good do you think i am <laughs> You I can't am, be worse than me. <laughs> I am no. I am more. I am terrible. I am terrible. I don't know what my deal is. I guess I is probably part of my. You know, I'm not the greatest. I think at this that the 
the detail work of things, you know? And so, um, I'll look for a while, then I'll give up and I just kind of, you know, I, <laughs> I, 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 now what's interesting though, is I did, we did, did have a little talk with Keith about some, so he gave me a little tip, which is to really kind of think, sort of think about where you might put it. And then that sometimes helps, right? Keith, if, if you kind uh, of think sounds like caching advice in general, right. <laughs> Where would you put it? Where would I've I've done? I think we've all done that. Where we step back and we go, okay, I can't find the cash. Where would I put the cash? And so, uh, many times that's where it's at. So no, I'm terrible. <laughs> so I, not to make you feel bad about yourself, no, it's okay. but that fedora that fedora guy from the chat room says. His 11 year old is a pro at finding him. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm just going to throw that out there for you. Since you're an expert <laughs> cashier. And I bet you he is probably better at finding caches than me. And I bet <laughs> you, I bet you that he's also, uh, can play video games a lot better than me now that I've gotten older. Oh, that's a, that's a no brainer. 11 year olds have us beat hand down in video yeah. games. Don't even, you can't even, um, uh, now yeah. I, in my defense, I want to try to make an excuse for a second. Uh-oh. Uh, cause go. I'm not good at it. I never, like I'll get it and I'll read it, but a lot of times I like to save it up because oh, they don't come well, right. every week, right? So I save them up. You're like and me. I, mm -hmm. My rationale for not really going heavy at finding Spartacus is, well, somebody's already found him by now, so it's not a race <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, so and it's terrible, but I use it a lot because I don't want to feel bad about not finding them. Right? Because if not, it's going to have to be a competition, and the first thing I get it, I'm going to have to try. So, so like I said, we got new people all the time. So Keith, um, let's, let's talk about. Here's the magazine, by the way. If people have never seen FTF magazine, it's uh, bi-weekly or bi-weekly, bi-monthly, every other month. Did I get right? Is that, yes. is that okay? Good, I got it right. Um, so, um, in um, inside of each magazine, there is Spartacus, and you've got to go find where's. Spartacus, see the little part right there about where's Spartacus. So, mm -hmm. tell people real quick, um, Keith, how in the world this whole little where's Spartacus thing started? Uh, back in the first year of publication, this guy uh, Chuck Seidlinger, mm -hmm. uh, up from um, where is he from? I came up up in Pennsylvania or something. <laughs> right, right. Uh, he had managed somehow to get into the first four or five issues and he started talking about hey i'm in every issue of ftf magazine so i started <laughs> thinking about it and like huh maybe we can make this uh make this uh into something because uh, he did have a very unique look about him he he uh he wore that spartacus helmet to events right and it, of course his uh cashing name was spartacus 06 so Mm -hmm. uh, I basically gave him a phone call one day and said, "Hey, what if uh, I saw you are pretty proud of being in the magazine every every issue? What if we made this into a game?" And initially, I wanted him to send me photos of himself attending events or in places where he's kind of hidden. Right. Uh, but that was just too much work putting on to put onto him. Uh, and of course, all the photos in the magazines coming from his geographical region would be the ones he was in. So it just didn't make sense in that respect. Right. So instead, I had him send me a photo of himself wearing the helmet. And that's the one you see hidden in the magazine. <laughs> I just Photoshop him into ra random places. And you, you do a really great job, too, because uh, and then you usually put the next then. Well, you do. I think every time next the next time you'll put like where he is. So here he is in a previous one. 
hidden in this little spot right here. Darn it. I missed it. He's right, uh, right yeah, there. I tried to Photoshop him in a way that makes him look like he's behind the glass. Uh, right. And that's tricky. <laughs> he's been in planes, trains, uh, uh, every, every uh, mirror reflections. reflections. Yes. I love the reflections. Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're terrible at that, but hopefully that won't we won't lose our podcast because we're terrible at finding <laughs> no, the particles. Let's hope not. All right. We, so, we're, we're all right, so on a totally separate note, and but my favorite part of the game, so I always get to to okay. ask about this kind of stuff. Yeah. You just came back from uh, recent travels. You went to Europe, right? Yes, sir. What? Uh, tell us a little bit about why you were over there. There's a annual event uh, in Europe called the Bruges Beer. I, I used to think it was called a festival. It's not actually a festival. It's called Bruges Beer 1, Bruges Beer 2, Bruges Beer, you know. Right, just right. Just like any event in a series. So uh, I've been wanting to go this thing forever because I love beer, and mm -hmm. uh, it's in Bruges. I, I love Belgium. That's uh, where my family originated from. Um, and uh, so I've been wanting to attend this event forever, and I actually did attend it last year. I had a great time, had some great beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, so this year I decided I would go back, but I would go back as a vendor. I contacted them and their vendor fees were not very high. They set me up with a nice little booth there. And I went and uh, had uh, my little marketing materials printed up in the little community I was in there in Belgium and, uh, and uh, went and set up a table and sold subscriptions to the magazine. Um, of course, I had to sell digital subscriptions. I gave them their first copy, but the digital uh, copies would come later because a whole other story, the shipping <laughs> problem. I don't know. I won't get into that. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I could, I could go on and on about that. But uh, mm -hmm. so anyway, I set up my little booth there and spent the day uh, uh, marketing the magazine to, to these Europeans. And uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. But. I made some mistakes. Um, I recently did my art coins. And but so before I went, I did these art coins and I would put Bruges Beer Fest on them. And uh, and so I had three or four of these coins made up. And I realized I started looking at the name of the event. And first of all, they spelled Bruges, B-R-U-G-S-E and not E-S like I had. Because oh. there's about a million ways to spell Bruges. All the different nationalities spell it different. Right. Uh, so first I spelled the, the name wrong on the, on the coin. Um, so I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, that's fine. People will probably still buy them. You know, it, it's still about beer and all that. So, uh, I get over there and I, I start doing other coins and I do them. I do the other ones, right. I put the name of the event and I spell everything right. At least on most of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I sold some coins and then had a real nice time. I get back from the event and uh, one of the people I know over in Europe wanted me to send him an article I did last year about attending the event. And somebody, he posted it on Facebook and somebody from Netherlands or Belgium commented like, oh, that's pretty funny. He thinks that beer means beer. And I'm like, what? Hmm. What? I started looking at it. Hmm. The Bruges Beer Fest, B-E-R, B-E-E-R right, in right. Dutch is bear. So oh, it was the Bruges no. Bear Festival. Oh, <laughs> oh you got to be kidding me. <laughs> now... You can understand my confusion because they serve a lot of beer at this festival. <laughs> you get these little plastic tokens with a little bear on it that oh. you trade in for your, they're like drink tokens and you trade them in for these excellent Belgian beers. So uh, not only did I 
complete for years completely misunderstand the whole purpose of, the, of this event <laughs> right but i'm over there trying to uh you know do my little coins and just completely missing the whole point but uh anyway it was great fun and i'll, I'll get it right next year that's funny so it's a, a festival but it's not a festival it's got a lot of beer but it's not about beer <laughs> and they have a weird spelling for the name but it sounds like you had fun yeah i had a great time it's awesome. crazy did you get to do any geocaching while you were there yeah yeah the uh in in bruges there's a uh geocache in the town square and i tried to find it the last time i visited but it's a really nice little multi it's uh you go to the town square and you're like where could this thing possibly be and you walk over to a bike rack and there's a bike with saddlebags on the back huh. you're like it's like a box with two sides and you lift up the little cover and there's locks on the box Oh, and wow. in the cash clue, it tells you the combination of one of the locks. So you open it up and there's this this sheet of laminated paper where you have to walk around the main square of Bruges and find these objects and then line them up on this this uh, uh, grid and figure out what the numbers intersect. Anyway, it was really. It was, oh, wow. That's pretty cool. When I that first tried cool. it, it seemed so complicated. I'm like, I'll never figure this out in the short time I'm going to be here. So I'm not even going to bother. But this time I went back, and because there was a festival in town, you know how when you're at a festival uh, and you you see a crowd of geocachers, you just know immediately they're geocachers <laughs> just by looking at them? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I'm in the middle of the Bruce Square, you know, doing my thing, looking for a place to go buy a beer somewhere. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, right. I see this group of geocachers over around this bike. So I go over and I start talking to them. And I'm like trying to bend their ear about exactly how long does this thing take to take? Oh, it doesn't take long at all. How long does it take to finish? You know? Right. So finally, I, uh, I went ahead and did the thing and, find, and, and, and logged the cache. Um, so I was real proud of that because I, wouldn't, I didn't know that I would ever be able to get that one done. Very cool. So uh, I'm already jealous because travel is my favorite thing ever even yeah. uh for non-beer non non-festivals that sounds like a pretty good and a pretty, bonus right right jesse yeah. it'd be beer uh, but beer bonus for us that'd be awesome uh, a beer for a non-beer and festival of a non-festival <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun you got any other trips planned or coming up yeah i've got a uh trip uh back to well uh, some of the people that know uh have, have read my stories in the magazine um uh, know that I walked the Camino de Santiago a couple of years ago and I met a bunch of people on that trip. You basically make friends with people on the trail as you're hiking and um, they become sort of like a second family to you because you've been through so much together when you're making this 500 mile hike. Here's the, um, here's the magazine, by the way, that was on that exactly. one. So that's uh, in case you're that's interested. That's my Polish friend Yarek there yeah. at the Stone Wall. He, he's finding his probably not his first geocache, but one of his first 10 geocaches and his girlfriend's up on top of the wall, looking down at us, wondering what the heck we're doing. <laughs> that was awesome though. That's a great photo. And uh, so now great story. These Go ahead, folks have become such good friends that we've made uh, last year. I made a second trip to Europe where I stayed with one of them in the Netherlands or uh, visited one of them in the Netherlands. We had a wonderful time. And this year we're going to one of the ones that we know from Spain and we're going to visit him. Uh, and the other people, walkers, come and, and visit as well since they're closer. And uh, while we're there, I am going to – we're going to hike across a narrow bridge called the Caminito del Rey, uh, somewhere near Malaga or uh, Malaga or Marbella, 
Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly where, probably between the two. And this is a really scary walkway, or used to be. People died walking this thing. It was like a little narrow footpath between these two hydroelectric dams. Uh, and people would try to go across and it would fall into their deaths. But now the, the country of Spain has made it into a more of a, or they've made it an elevated walkway that's safe to, to travel. So we're going to do that. And while I'm there, there's a, uh, there's a fossil related earth cache where you, uh, as you're walking the walkway, there's a, you have to find a fossil in the, in the cliff wall. Mm. So that's one thing I'll be doing while I'm over there, uh, aside from uh, eating a lot of good food and drinking a lot of good beer again. Yeah. Those, you, you told some great stories by the way, uh, <laughs> about that. So, which I'll mention real quick. And then Jesse's got another question for you, but, um, I, I'll, I'll put it at this point cause I want people to, and not because it's our podcast, but I want people who have not listened to show 27, make a note show 27. It was back on December 11th of 2016 show 27 with Keith. Um, go back and listen or watch whatever you prefer. Go back and listen and watch that, sh that episode because I found it incredibly fascinating, Keith, to, to hear the stories and I, I um, I, f I made Keith tell, <laughs> I tell him about this. So we were at the Texas mega together and sitting down with, and Susan was there too, my wife. And so, uh, having a good time, just kind of catching up because we'd never, it was the first time Keith and I had met in, in person. So, and I had to bend his ear again and tell the stories about Spain and the, and, and walking the Camino because it's just, it's amazing Keith, the, 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 what you learned or what you experienced doing that. So, uh, show 27, go back, listen to that, listen to Keith's stories. Uh, we can't, we don't have time tonight to go through all of them again, which was, but, but fascinating. I know you love that area and, uh, it was for you. I, I, it was, um, obviously a great experience because you're able to go back. You met some great people. And, um, if people do want to walk it, uh, is there any like, anything you'd want to mention to people about, uh, about preparing for something like that? Prepare. prepare. Uh, you, 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 uh, the biggest thing you do is walk, 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 walk prior to going. I thought because I wasn't in particularly bad shape, you know, I played tennis. Uh, I thought I'd be okay. And what happens is if you walk day in, day out for, for, if you walk seven or eight hours a day, your feet take a pounding, uh, mm -hmm. blisters form. You have to get used to that, repeated footfall and it doesn't matter and then on top of that you get grades up and down but the main thing is you have to you have to toughen your feet up for continuous hour after hour walking and that doesn't that doesn't happen easily you have to you have to prepare before you make the trip uh, i was lucky i, I my feet survived relatively well but my knees were killing me by the time i was i mean on the first day i, I uh, it was it was very difficult so don't don't think uh, i mean if you watch the movie the way you'll it, it seems like a very romantic thing to do to go walk the camino to, to santiago but they cut out all the parts where those people were <laughs> poking needles through the blisters in their feet right right <laughs> <laughs> and the and the hour after hour after hour of, of, of hiking along a, a, a dusty field, you know, with gnats in your face, and uh, it's not all glamour. It's <laughs> it's hard work and it's fun and it's it's rewarding, but it's it's not. There's a lot of parts that are extremely extremely difficult. 
and the, especially the, if you're not prepared. Right, and the the views are tremendous. I love the all the photos you took and shared. Unbelievable, uh, yes. unbelievable. and you know, following. Um, you got to be careful though, because you told about how you got you got off the path one time. But for the most mm-hmm. part, they're all. Um, it's all marked fairly well. Yes. Okay, and then uh, Jesse, that kind of leads, I guess, into your. Yeah, so you mentioned a fossil-related earth cache, but there's also a virtual in that area too, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think you're talking about the one that uh, that I placed myself uh, after. Oh, maybe. Awarded <laughs> uh, me the uh, the rare opportunity to do so. That was wonderful. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting that to happen. I guess nobody who received one of those uh, virtual cache uh, uh, awards—I don't know how else you put it—but uh, mm-hmm. was probably expecting it, but. Uh, I didn't know what to do with mine. I sat on it for quite a while. I mean, it probably took me uh, several months before I finally decided what to do with it. And uh, what I did was I placed it on the Camino de Santiago. There's a point on the path where uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly what point it is, probably midway through, I think. I think it's the highest point on the on the Camino where you've hiked to the highest elevation. There's a cross uh, on top of a something looks like a telephone pole. And at the base of it, there's an enormous amount of rocks uh, and there are these pebbles and stones that the pilgrims carry with them. Mm-hmm. And they'll write a little message on the stone and and leave it at this monument. And it's, oh, wow. it's a very, you get there and you just see this enormous pile of stones uh, and all these little things that have been left behind at this monument. And it's very moving. You get there and you feel like you're going to cry just looking at it from the, the sheer you know knowledge that so many people have been there before you. Um, or you might be crying because your feet hurt, uh, but the, <laughs> or, uh, or, or, or it's freezing, it's freezing rain. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are lots of reasons to cry on the Camino de Santiago, but the, uh, uh, that's where I place my virtual. And so now I have people hiking the Camino who are, who are, who are stopping at that monument and taking their photo. That's awesome. Uh, one thing that I wasn't expecting, a few people found it. Some of the first people that found it weren't actually hiking at that time. They posted photos from like 2004 or something when they visited the monument. Mm-hmm. I didn't put any specifications like that. I wasn't really expecting that to happen, mm-hmm. but I thought, well, no, no harm, no foul. They were there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, it's a, it was a, it's a. I was really thrilled that I was able to do that, and there were several places along the Camino I considered. Uh, also, because there's a lot of uh, wonderful uh, monuments to visit along the way. Very cool. That is very cool. Um, so we're going to get into sort of what's new with the magazine. But I've, I've, but first we get into that. We're, I want. I got another question from current. Uh, what what you currently are doing? Because um, again, I, I I love I love it uh, so much, and um, you know Jesse and I both kind of the same perspective on it. it's like. I, I'm going to savor this because again, yeah. it's going to be a little while before I get another one, which is fine. Cause I know it takes a lot of work to put out to, to get a magazine put together and, and all that. But, um, uh, one of the things that I got one time, cause I noticed you had a thing in the magazine. I think it's, I think you got it pretty much right at the beginning of, well, it's in the beginning of this one. I noticed, uh, one time, in one of them that you had a thing about thanking people for their, let me try and get this where I fix this. All right. Thanking people for their support right here. And, um, so I thought, cool. Well, I, you know, I'll, I'm definitely going to try to be a, uh, a, a FTF magazine, 
evangelist and let somebody know about the magazine. Of course, and they subscribed. I think it was Sydney too. Uh, mm-hmm. who was my subscriber for that. And so, Keith, you sent me this, which is the bronze version. I love your path tags. We'll get into that here in a minute. But So I got the bronze version. So can you kind of explain to me or explain to everyone real quick about getting the bronze and there's a silver and a gold, is that correct, of the little FTF magazine happy face guy? Exactly. Um Basically, it's just a promo for the magazine. I like to try to give something back to the readers, especially the ones that, that actually go out and try to spread the word, because that's mm-hmm. that's that's the best kind of marketing you can get when somebody says, hey, I love this magazine. You should subscribe to it. So um, uh, I decided to reward those people by creating a series of pad tags. Um, the bronze level, which Gary got, was uh, for, re- for referring one person. Mm-hmm. And you don't even necessarily have to refer the person if the person says that you told them about the magazine when they sign up i'll send one of those coins to or one of those tags to you so uh the way it works is you 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 refer one subscriber and you get a bronze tag you you subscribe i'm sorry you refer two more subscribers for three in total and you'll receive a silver tag and if you uh, refer an additional two subscribers you for a total of five, you receive the the gold tag. Right. Uh, I don't know what I do to any or what I would do for anybody who did more than that, but uh, that's <laughs> so far. There have been many people that went beyond five. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I love that. So people get out, you know, especially those that you know, you know, obviously by now people should have already subscribed. I mean, I, I think we've convinced people, right, Jesse? Tons tons of people in the chat room are already subscribers. Right. Yes. But in but, case anybody in the chat room or listening is not, just for fun, mention Geocache Talk. Right. We're not trying to get any coins out. We're already partners with you, right? So we don't, we're not <laughs> yeah. trying to get any path tags out of it. But I hope some of our people get into it. And, well, it's just what we were talking about before the show. And I tell this every time we talk about you know, the magazine or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like when you first find out about geocaching, you're, you're happy and also mad because nobody already told you about it. <laughs> like, why, why my friends don't really like me. Why didn't they tell me about it? It's like a whole part of the game. I mean, it's like a really a big addition to the game. It's our own magazine for us as geocachers. And you're like, I- I've been at this game for a long time. Why was people not telling me about this ahead of time? And it, it's not a secret like geocaching is supposed yeah. to be. So why don't why doesn't everybody know about it and why doesn't everybody I know not everybody can but why doesn't everybody subscribe to it it's it's the magazine I don't I don't get it and I'd like to, I'd like to add that uh, what I think people should like about the magazine is it's the only magazine that you can put your own stories into yes uh, yeah. I like that I like that I don't, I don't hire professional writers to do this magazine it's it's stories sent in by the readers. Uh, and I publish everybody's milestones. So if you have a milestone coming up and it's number 200 or number 800 or a thousand or, or 15,000, you can send a photo in and it will, I guarantee you, it will appear in the magazine. So, uh, to me, that's the, that's the thing I, you know, like about the magazine. If I want to publish my own article in there, I do so, but that's by no means, I'm not the only one who can do that. Anybody can do that. So if you like, uh, if you've been listening and you're and you've you've uh, just worked up a great uh, uh, geocache that you're real proud of, and want to want to teach people how to build it, 
this is an opportunity. You know, take some photos, send in the story, how you made it, and uh, you'll get published. And that's you know that's what's cool about it too is it's it is a shared resource. You get to be you get to see your own stories. You get to share your own stuff. And geocaching, even though there's millions of geocachers now, I don't even know what the numbers are of active geocachers and even how they measure it. There's tons of them out there. It's really still a small community. So you really get to share a lot of the same experiences. And, and it's funny reading other people's stories in there. Cause you're like, yeah, I did that same dumb thing. So it's great. <laughs> well, a lot of times you know, the people writing the stories, which is interesting too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I love when I see somebody I know and it's like, Oh, I didn't know. You know, so I, then I get to bust them about it. like, so <laughs> you're going to be an FTF magazine. You didn't tell anybody. You just want to be, you know, you just gonna, like, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm going to wait till they see it. So, but you got different things. So there's this one. If I can do it well, it came out recently. Cause I, I noticed you do, um, you'll, which I think is really cool is you'll sort of come up with like a topic and you'll send out a note and said, Hey, um, this, this time we're going to do, um, uh, I want people to send in a note about like this one, which was the, uh, if I can read it while I'm showing it about, about uh, what would you do for, what would you do for a smiley? And you got some yeah. great, got some great stories, uh, but there's one with, uh, with uh, Doug McCray, who we just had on the show a couple weeks ago, yeah. jumping uh-huh. into the Antarctic, but oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's his photo of him, uh, with his penguin uh, swim trunks on getting into the 33 <laughs> we talked about two weeks ago with his uh, getting in the free, you know, 32 degree water. And uh, so he sent in the photo and you, you or she, you or she printed it. Cause that's, you know what people do. So, um, exactly. you know, and so um, it's fascinating too. I love the way you, you've, you come up with creative things to either ask people about oh here's one Joshua the Joshua's uh, geocaching vloggers and and all the vlogger uh, the network is now really uh, fired up and and going strong I also love um, while we're talking about this you do find great ads uh, you know this is one for a, the Baytown which is Susan and I have talked about going down and doing the Baytown no, the geo tour yeah geo tour you know so there's there's it's not just um, it's informative in, in ways that um, yeah, Berkshire find it. The ads are about geocaching. They're not yeah. an ad for uh, no, cream or something. Yeah, you know. <laughs> right. No, they're all yeah. So you know, I love I love, um, I love uh, the uh, antique the American Pickers. There's a story about the antique archaeology mm-hmm. um, cache that it's it's in the Nash. You know, people didn't, I didn't know about it until that. Um, Oddly enough, one of my favorite features in there, and we were talking about it before the show too, was. Besides the cartoons, yes, I love it. <laughs> Jesse loves the cartoons, I, I love man. I'm a he comic lo- strip nerd. I love it. Loves them. I've always loved it. But is oddly enough, which I don't even know how to explain why I like it so much, but the milestones. Mm-hmm. I I like the milestones in there, and I know that's just everybody sending in their own stories, but I really think that's cool that they're done well though. You know, you send I mean, in the milestones, and they're going to be in there. Yeah, and people, and a lot of times that like that picture is perfect. It'll right. be like families and they're really happy and they've, you know, they put it out the little signs or whatever, and they've, they've planned this stuff out. And that's kind of the, other than travel, that's the best of geocaching. The, the family part of it where you really I get excited that. about something and it's, I love that photo too. That's why I, I, I those kids just look so happy and yeah. look like such a good time. And it's, it's just an adorable photo. <laughs> it is. And you know, nowadays with iPads and, and iPods and just all the electronic games and devices that are really fun to play and do and everything else. If you can get kids out playing and doing family stuff, 
you, you've got something. So that's that's you know, other than travel, you know, that's just that's awesome. I yes. just I read that. That's the first part I turn to every time is the is the milestones. I I don't know why. I just like it. I think that's the one of the neatest parts of the magazine. So uh, a couple things I want to ask you about before we get into the new stuff again. We're we're kind of still focused on that for a moment, and that is. Um, when did you start doing um, this version, which this is just one of them, but um, how did you get into doing the special editions, Keith? I'm, I'm showing, that's what I'm showing right now to folks in the well, live. Mm-hmm. At one point, I wanted to make the magazine small enough to fit an ammo can. So I kind of tossed that idea oh. around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, that makes the magazine not quite as special. It's not a real magazine if it's like a little half size thing. So... Uh, I, I ditched that idea, but then I retained the idea, or I don't—I honestly don't know exactly how that started for sure. Sure. But basically, we started making it into, into like a little mini edition event program for major events. Right. Uh, so we did the little half-sized issue for Geo Woodstock or Geo Coin Fest or and, and that sort of thing, and it works out well because I'm getting printed up pretty cheaply, um, and uh, and it's a good advertising for me at the major events. Right. Um, Right. And it's good. Uh, it's it's good for the event people because they have somebody who can professionally generate their program for their event. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's got the schedule in it. It's got the map. I mean, just for people to know, you know, there's the map for the for right. George, you know, so that's that's a great idea. Keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, yeah, that I'm, was... I'm on the planning committee for all the major events now because I get involved in this in this little production of the of the of the uh, event program. Um, and it's uh, it's been a, it's it doesn't really make me any money or anything like that. Uh, I've recently started selling ads in the program separately, but I just reserved like two pages to do that. Right. Uh, but for the most part, uh, even the event organizers uh, usually recoup their costs through advertising and the little uh, advertisers that they get at their end uh, that they place in that little mini edition. I just call it a special edition. And there's, there's even stories, you know, that you put, I mean, it's not just the map, the sponsors done. You actually yeah. like, it's actually like a mini magazine. It's got stories in it. Some, some crazy guy wrote this one. I don't know who, who did that story, but I don't know who would have done that one. I don't know who's that story. Who are Jesse Lunsford? Not sure who that guy is, but uh, yeah. I, just, I just skipped that story right over the, so. <laughs> that's I, that, that story was full of errors i had to oh, free the oh i know that guy was i think he was drunk when he wrote that story <laughs> probably that no jesse jesse's got a story in the in that one version so uh <laughs> i had to give i had to bust him but uh, love the story yeah you know, like you said you, you you make it it really is a mini magazine it's just it's got stories it's got the information it's got it's got all that cool stuff in it which is yeah, awesome yeah and that was, uh, and I can tell you from, you know, being part of that Geo Woodstock 14 or the, the mega that we put on out here in Denver, um, people loved that. They yeah. talked about that, you know, that little magazine in the, you know, the packet that they got or whatever else, the, as they loved that they were, you know, they might've complained about a couple other things, but yeah. <laughs> they loved that part of it. <laughs> so, um, you know. I I, ne- I didn't hear a single negative thing and I heard tons of positive things about, Oh, this is, this is just, they didn't expect to get that what they got. So I don't know. It's been done a few times at other megas now and stuff, but, um, that, yeah, that was one thing that people really got a hold of. I'm glad they enjoyed it. Um, now a couple other, couple other, other quick notes I want to make. Um, my first path tag ever 
Keith, was this one right here, which was Bigfoot. If I can get awesome. it to focus. <laughs> I know I loved it. And so um that was really my my first exposure to path tags was um was was these um these uh cryptos, you know. Yeah. And so um and you're still doing still doing the crypto the cryptozoology series. Um, yeah, which I, I give those out free to new subscribers. They're part of the little swag pack. Yeah. And uh, I say I give them out free. Technically, it's pathtags.com that gives them out free. They send oh. me a thousand of these things to hand out uh, in return for their uh, the advertising mm-hmm. in the back of the magazine. Perfect. Um, and so it's been a real good partnership with them uh, in terms of putting swag into the little packs to send out to uh, to uh, to subscribers. And that's something, you know, when I send a little swag pack out, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it benefits me, but it, it, if there's anybody out there who has a geo store or something that wants to send me a little sticker or something very lightweight to include in the, in the swag pack, it, it benefits both of us. You can get, uh, I started putting the pathtags.com's little stickers in the pack as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's, it's, you know, it's something people like getting that sort of thing. And, uh, and it, it gives me a way to, uh, give back to the people that are partnering with me, uh, and, and, and promoting the magazine. Um, but yeah, that cryptozoology series is up to about 21, 22 tags now. I'm not sure. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And it, it's just never ending because there's, there's a never ending supply of these cryptids. <laughs> there <laughs> so are, there's no telling how many I'll end up doing in the long run. And I, I watch, uh, Joshua Gates does the, um, it's not as expedition unknown as his other show that he does where he talks, where he, they go, they go try to find a lot of the cryptozoology right. people. And so I'm like, every time I see one, I'm like, Oh, I need to send a note to Keith. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's another one, you know? So you, you've got a lot of those uh, going and I, I love those. I also love this series. I don't know if, if this series is even still around, but I think I bought uh, as many of them as I could. And that is the, Geo Nemesis series. This is the Chigger, <laughs> which is yeah. very, very much in play here in Texas. Is the Chigger? We That's get a lot of people don't know what it. Even a Chigger, you know, people are like Chiggers. I mean, what are the what in the heck are these? It's like it's your worst nightmare in Texas. Is They're the terrible creatures. They are terrible because you can't see them. And they get on you, and oh my gosh, they're terrible. I mean, ticks are terrible, but mm-hmm. a tick you can usually see. Chiggers yeah. you can't see them, and it's, oh. But I loved your little series, the geo, the geo nemesis series. So. Yeah, that so, one technically is still alive. I just haven't done one in a while, so maybe maybe coming up. So, question for you: um, There's the two versions. There's the physical copy, yeah. and there's the digital version, right? Right. Uh, are the physical copies available everywhere or is there limitations to that? Well, the postal service recently shut down my ability to send printed uh, copies of the magazine overseas. They changed the regulations to where mm-hmm. sending a letter size package. Now it can only contain documents. Uh, so I can't send a magazine anymore that way. Mm-hmm. So now I have to send it as a package and that not only does that double or triple the price of sending an individual magazine overseas, but it's odd because I can send to send one magazine cost me 15 bucks. Oh geez. And to send six magazines cost me 20 <laughs> or 20 something. So oh my gosh. 
if I could just send them all at one time, <laughs> I could make it work. But that's just not the way it works. So, um, what I've had to do internationally is just offer the magazine digitally. Um, there's also a digital version that's on iTunes. Uh, that version I've had some problems with recently, so it's not completely up to date at the moment. But uh, usually, it's just a matter of me loading the magazine up and getting it up in, into that system. Uh, that system, I can't really tell how well it's doing. I don't look at it very often. Um, but, uh, I've got a certain number of subscribers via that route and I've got a certain number of international and a certain number of print. So, um, it all adds up over in the end, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, basically two different ways, digital or PDF, I'm, I'm sorry, digital or uh, print, but the print is only now available in the United States. Mm. That makes sense. A lot of the people in the chat room are international and they said they get the digital version. So yeah, it's frustrating. I, I hate that I had to do that, but there was just no way to make it work. Well, that that's out of your control for for the time yeah. being, anyway. So yeah. you um, you tried something and <clears throat> had a little bit of an issue with it, but <clears throat> I applaud your attempt at this. But what is the where does it sit right now? And that is, uh, you are uh, you are including a hidden puzzle in the latest issue of the magazine, and um, you are. What all happened with that, and where where are you, where where does that sit right now? It's a little bit difficult to explain without giving the puzzle away. That's okay, <laughs> you but you had a problem. But the problem is, if anybody out there is listening and they've been scanning their their print copy to try to find out what that puzzle is, right. they would probably find components of it, but not the complete puzzle, because mm. there was a print issue to where the levels of colors were out of balance. And I have no idea how it happened because the proof that the printer sent me, it was all there. I scanned through it and made sure it was there. Mm-hmm. When it came out off the press, some the, the balances were not right. And so part of my puzzle simply disappeared on the, on the print version of the magazine. Right. At that point, I decided to send out a PDF to everybody. So I sent an email where people could either download it or, or something. And, and so that if they want to try to solve that puzzle, they can at least use the PDF to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll never solve it using the print edition unless – Unless there's some issues where the, the color balance was right. I don't know for sure. There's no way for me to know. Yeah. Or, but yeah, the puzzle itself uh, was mm-hmm. pretty hard. Uh, you had to really, uh, I've only had probably four or five people actually solve it. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, it, it's an idea that if I follow, if I do it again, I'm going to let the printer know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right they know to make sure nothing goes wrong, especially if I use that same method or something similar to it. Right. But I plan to do something like this in every issue now. So you can look forward to having some kind of puzzle. In some cases, it'll be more obvious. It might be an image or something. And this is the puzzle. Uh, It may not just be completely hidden as it was in this issue. So we're going to experiment with that and see how it goes. That's cool though. I liked you. I mean, that's a great idea to include not just Spartacus, but you've now got this other item. So it really becomes interactive. Well, it, like you said, and something I think we need to emphasize to folks is that it, it is a very interactive magazine. There's so much to do or to learn or to be a part of. And then you, like you said, you can be a part. I know, um, like I said, I got Sydney in, uh, to subscribe and then she sent an, an article in and she got, you know, she's published. So, you know, she, she was, she got excited about being a part of it. You know, Jesse's been, you know, he's subscribed and has been part of it. So people need to, um, you know, um, 
to jump in and, and be a part of as well. Um, so yeah, you're already a part of the community, so you might as well share your stories, right? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And get to know the rest of the community. Yeah, let other people know too. That's for sure. Um, so you're you're now creating geocoins. Um, and so, you know, there's something that we talked about before and, you know, when, when you, when you were creating the geocoin, you created this one for Cashly, which I really love oh, yeah. Show, showing the Cashly coin. I love it. It's just a fascinating, so well done. Nice, thick, solid coin. At for one me. point, that was my favorite coin. Right. <laughs> uh, until this one came along. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Which is our our oh, yeah. uh, the one for our for our for our show, which is just a it really is it's a great great looking coin. Um, the back of it is incredible as well. There's the back of it. So, you know, you did a great job of setting this thing up, and like I said, it's it's thick. You know, when we saw this one, we thought, man, Jess and I talked about it, and we were like, in in Sydney at the time, we we're like. We've got to do. I think this is our pattern for a great oh, coin. Yeah. And when you came out with this one, which had all our colors on it, which I always joked about, Keith, I would do this during the show. Yeah, and it's like I'd put this right in front of our design, you know, and it would be like it's perfect. It's exactly, it's exactly the coin, you know, with the, with the logo in the background. It's right there. Oh, it's so perfect. It is, and and so. Yeah. We've had so many great comments about this. And so I asked Keith before the show that we could talk about this. So if you are interested in having a quality coin made that is got, like I said, it's, it's, it's incredible. How, how would they contact you, Keith, to start the process of maybe getting a coin made? Yeah. Regular old email, ftfguide, ftfgeocaching.com is, is all you really need to do. Okay, get the, um, get the process going. And I can get, get somebody a quote. Um, and when I was in Belgium, I, I mentioned a while ago when we were talking before the show, uh, I had a gentleman come up to me and want, ask me uh, to do a coin for a, Euro, a, a European challenge. Uh, and uh, so I'm getting in contact with him to get him a quote for how to do that or because he didn't know how to make his own coin, but he had this idea for a challenge coin that he wanted to do. And uh, it kind of surprised me because he just approached me out of the blue. I wasn't saying anything about, Hey, I'm a geocoin designer or anything like that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's something I'm definitely interested in doing for anybody out there that needs help with it. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so, um, we also want to talk about, uh, we're going to do the giveaway here in a little bit. Uh, we haven't forgot about that. We're going to ask a question oh, yeah. live and, but we're going to, and, um, we're going to give away a different kind of coin. And this one came up. Oh gosh. How many years have we, if, if you had the art coin around only very short time, right? Keith. Well, I did the, I did one version of it about two years ago, I think. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, basically it's a coin. It's, 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 it's a pretty unique coin because mm -hmm. it's hard. It was hard to have made because when you're trying to tell a coin designer or no, a coin manufacturer mm -hmm. uh, that you want to want to side of the coin to be completely blank. And they right. keep asking 
what? <laughs> yeah, blank. No, no. What do you it's mean blank? blank this coin looks like nothing when you when I, when I get it from the factory. It's got a completely blank white face. Right. And uh, and then we use little sharpie markers to uh, uh, basically put a design on the coin. So the coins are very unique. Uh, uh, when you when you're finished, every one's gonna just by definition be completely different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if someone has uh, artistic talent, they can order a coin blank and do their own little design, or pay a little more. And I I basically sit down and, and do designs on the coins and then sell them uh, at uh, at uh, I think it was mm-hmm. like I think my price right now is nineteen ninety five or something like that. Right. So, um, but I just kind of sketch them out in my free time and. Uh, they're, uh, they're pretty unique. Uh, I'm is. pretty proud of that idea. It is a great idea. So is that still it's still live, right? People can still purchase? And they can still purchase blank ones, and they can still request ones with artwork. What I do basically is I usually give the people a couple of different designs to choose from. So I'll start – I'll do a batch of them, and then I'll show them – I'll send them a picture of the coins and they'll say, Oh, I like the one with the, with the pink flowers. <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, so I'll ship them that one. And then the next person gets whatever coins are left over. And then, and, and I keep making them as I go along. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, um some, something else that, something we can, else that we, people can do is, can do um, the cryptos you're still, um, just like anything else about the magazine. If you have a crypto that you're, hasn't been done yet. Mm-hmm. You're you're willing to entertain other people's ideas of what might be a good crypto. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've got. Uh, I think the Wendigo. I don't remember who uh, who suggested that, but that's the latest one, and it came from a reader. Mm-hmm. Um, someone suggested unicorns, which I hadn't really thought of as a crypto a cryptid, but I guess it is in a way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a unicorn next. I'm not sure what I'm going cool. to do. Uh, we'll see. I, I do need to create a new one pretty soon because I'm getting low on the other ones. Okay, very cool. You know. Um, and those are all can be purchased. Um, now, um, can people, and this all would be on ftfgeocacher.com, right? Yes. Okay. Um, do you still have some old copies of the magazine that can be purchased still? Or are you out? Yeah, now? I think I have the last uh, two years worth of magazines that you can purchase directly through through my store. And if you want older issues than that, you can go to Space Coast Geocacher. And uh, and they have all my older issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they and they would love to sell you some of those older issues. They've got boxes and boxes of them. <laughs> They'd be thrilled, right? Well, that's good though. Yes. <laughs> that's good. Um, one question, and uh, now Jesse might have some more questions in the uh, from the chat room. I had one from Electric Water Boy, and he was asking about Steve and Nancy. How yes. are they? Are they okay? Everything fine with Nancy? How how are Steve and Nancy from Cashing with Nancy in? Is there some question about? I don't know. That's good. I, I I'm some, not aware of any problem with Steve and Nancy. They 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 send me things all the time. <laughs> yeah, which is great. They're in almost every everyone. So, Tom, um, you have to you have to comment more in the chat room on that. But anyway, uh, Jesse, do you have some more? Um, yeah. So. Since we have time for it, we're, but I know we're gonna we could talk all night long about this, and I've I've already got about five new ideas for shows just coming from this. Right. One from the magazine I was reading about uh, the uh, health score. You had an article about that recently, mm-hmm. and that's come up, and we got a whole other show about that. I can't even mention it now because mm-hmm. we'll be here for another hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then people were asking about custom coins since you brought that up. They want us we can do a show about that and people really get into that. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of things, but 
Last week, we had an impromptu show because we had some technical difficulties on what we're doing. And uh, we got into and, and we it was so much that we even had to split it into another show. So um, we were talking about our favorite cash of each type. And one of the hardest ones actually for us to pick out was traditional. Do you have a favorite traditional cash that you found in years? You know, uh, nothing in the traditional sense comes up. Well, I take it back. I'll, I'll say what I found just recently. I found a cash at a castle uh, <laughs> last, last week while I was in Belgium. It, there was nothing special about the cash. But I was at a castle. <laughs> it was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes that's it. That's the so, experience, right? It's, it's not location. even the cash. Exactly. If a, if a traditional cash takes you to a virtual-like location, you know, that you would normally might only be able to do a virtual cash at or, mm-hmm. or that you would normally want to put a virtual cash at, just put a regular cash there. And uh, that was a good example. I, lo- I mean, that was awesome, uh, even though the cash was, itself was nothing special. That's really one of my top favorites ever was one called the Queen Staircase, and it was traditional. It's gone because I don't think they're supposed to have it there in the first place. But um, it was the same thing, right? You would expect it to be a virtual location because it was like a history lesson, and it was awesome. We found it down in Jamaica. It was great. And uh, I knew of that one. Someone wrote about that in the magazine. I think uh, Evlev wrote about that. Yeah, and it was awesome. It was a great – it's gone now, unfortunately. but. Um, I think we actually put some trackables in it and they immediately disappeared, but <laughs> it was, it's one of our favorite ones that we've ever been to as far as the family goes. And it was, it was great, but, uh, <laughs> it's the same thing. That's what I thought too. I was like, Oh, I wish they would at least put it virtual. But, Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> hey. I'm thinking now, wait, now I'm thinking, hold on a minute. Hmm. Not a yeah, bad idea. Maybe there should be a virtual there, but exactly. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And it, that's harder than it sounds to ask you what your favorite traditional cash is. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you're able to ask, you know, multi or virtual, people can generally come up with that, but that's, that is actually a harder question than it seems like it is. Yeah. It is, it is, you know, uh, a lot of people last week too uh, sent us uh, emails, uh, Jesse, about, you know, their favorites are always tend to be gadget caches or traditional, but. Oh yeah. It kind of isn't a traditional. I mean, it's, but anyway, that's another kind show. Kind of a build puzzle puzzle. Yeah. We kind of asked about that on Instagram this week, and it was, uh-huh. you know, would it be a different attribute or whatever else? And there was a lot of split opinion on it, but right now it's traditional, so yeah. it could be a puzzle also or multi or whatever. But that's a it's really harder than it that it seems. It's kind of a a tricky question. Yeah, it it should be a, like you said. I think it should have a, a special attribute just to help everybody out, so they know what they're going to get into. But that's another show. But um, I think we're going to start ambushing all future <laughs> guests. With asking them what's their favorite traditional cash ever. Traditional. We get a lot of cool stories, though. That's for sure. Um, so the thing, uh, Electric Waterboy came back with, he just said that he didn't know if there was a medical issue with either of them or if they'd sort of stop. But you're saying that Stephen and Nancy are still sending in a lot of cool oh, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Really I, I got something from them today. They're, they are prolific contributors. They are. <laughs> Electric Waterboy, them, um, you know, Podcaster gives you great, great material. Um, we, we, you know, we're, you know, Sunny and Sandy are great. Um, big, you know, we're, we're big fans of theirs. And so I, I love seeing good stuff. So, um, all right. So we're going to ask our question here in the giveaway. So Jesse, if you want to keep a good close eye, but this is a live giveaway, then live giveaway. Sometimes we do, okay. we do others. We're good. This is, you know, we, we, we're, we're giving some sorry to the, 
audio listeners, you know, I, I know you're out there. We really appreciate you guys. And we're, uh, we did a audio giveaway last week or two weeks ago with, uh, with, um, with Doug. So don't, I'm not, I'm not going to forget you. We're going to definitely have more, uh, audio listener giveaways, but tonight's is going to be live. So we're going to kind of go back and forth. So this one's live. Um, and the question is, and so well, uh, can, hold on, hold on. You get ahead of yourself every time. What's the prize? <laughs> the prize. Yeah. Let's show the prize. Uh, Keith has, <laughs> do you have the prize handy Keith or? Oh yeah. Okay. It is an art coin. as we were just talking about, let's talk about the art coins. Yeah. And it's one I did for, uh, uh, it's kind of a new idea for me to do a, an art coin. That's, um, related to an event. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, let's try the Woodstock event. So I went and looked at the Woodstock website mm-hmm. and I noticed on the logo, there was a little flying pig, which I thought was really cute. That's so right. I ended up doing a little flying pig. Uh, oh man. It's so cool looking. Yes. Uh, I got to see your hand to kind of fade. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. looks great. That's yeah, perfect. It's perfect. Pig with Geo Woodstock here. Very cool. Very yeah, awesome. Coin you're uh, yeah. trying for. That's the one you're going to try for here in the questions. So, all right, here we go. Jesse, first answer, first person to answer correct. And the question is, what is the name of Keith's boat? Because we talked <laughs> about it early on in the hurricane. What's the name of Keith's boat? Well, it's he and his right. wife's. It's going to take a second. No, no answers yet. Yep. It's a 73 ton. This 73? is actually a harder one. 73 tons? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. IBG was the first one to get it in. You got it right? Yep. Oh, Pete. Oh, everybody got oh man. They're starting to flow now. There's a lot of answers now, yeah. <laughs> so I, I like guess- Pathfinder. He's just guessing. He goes, Camino de Santiago. <laughs> right? he's, just, he's, he's trying whatever he can. So <laughs> we got SS Minnow also. The SS uh, Minnow. No, those are not correct. No. But uh good this- guesses. This one survived further. So, uh, so Peter, IB geocaching was the first one to get first it. First one to get it. Wow, I'm mean, fired yeah. up for that. So anyway, so uh, uh, I'll get you the info if you don't have Peter's uh, info from IB geocaching, and uh, we give it away to whoever wins, and that's who the winner is. So that's awesome. Um, all right, so um, we'll go kind of around the room, as it were. Um, so. Um, and uh, Keith, I'll let you go last. Uh, so, Jesse, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, any final last final thoughts or questions for Keith before we wrap up? Well, you know, I always have final thoughts on it. But I know. Well, I know your um, thoughts, but. Yeah. No. So, uh, I love the magazine, and I tell everybody I know about it, and it still shocks me today. Just like podcasts, right? Before I got involved in podcasts, I listened to podcasts. And I was always shocked when other cashers who I look up to as like the experienced cashers and mentioned something like, Hey, I heard this on the podcast. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I talking about? So the same thing happens now when I'm like, uh, yeah, I was reading, you know, FTF, uh, and I, I saw this article and I want to go check this out. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're reading FTF. And I was like, the magazine, what do you mean? Like, man, haven't you been in geocaching for a while? What is wrong with you? And, uh, like, you know, some people know about it and either had a subscription or are going to get to renew it and stuff like that. But then others that haven't heard about it, I'm like, how, how do you not know about the magazine? This is our obsession. This is our hobby. This is what we do. How do you not know that there's a magazine, right? How do you, how do you not check out every medium that's associated with what you do? 
And uh, I would just tell everybody, not only, you know, if you're if you're in the U.S. and you can get the physical copy, get the physical copy because it's it's great. If you're international and you get the digital copy, I did that for a while, too, and I loved it. You know, I'd read through it and everything. Um, and apparently it gives you an advantage on solving puzzles. But um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> at least for this first time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but get the magazine. You'll love it. You know, check it out. And plus you get coins and all the other stuff and the interactive junk. But um, mm-hmm. it's it is the magazine. It's it's once you start subscribing, you you won't not have it. You'll feel like you're missing a part of the news, just like hopefully listen to podcasts and everything else. It's it's part of the game that we do, and it's it is the magazine. So yeah. I just get out there, check it out, borrow a friend's copy, download one online, do whatever you got to do, you know, get you a copy, and and you'll be hooked on it pretty much immediately after that. Awesome, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and kind of my kind of my final thoughts were just that um, there's a lot there's a lot more to it than I think. People who don't subscribe, and I hope we got that. I hope we got that uh, conveyed tonight. You know, that's how I got into into path tags. Was just was uh, um, you know I subscribed to the magazine, not even not even knowing anything about path tags or wanting a path tag, and I get this thing in the mail. You know, as part of the swag pack when I first subscribed, I'm like. Oh my gosh, this is awesome! I just got a you know free gift for subscribing yeah. to this magazine, and it's like, wow, are there more of these? So I got out there like, oh, I can buy I can buy these things. They're cheap as heck, you know. It's like I'm gonna buy more of these things. It's awesome. So that's how I got even started on that whole series of them, and the Geo Nemesis came along and all that. But you know, this is the one I want to finish with uh, talking about from my perspective, and that is the Geo Evangelist one. If you're a subscriber, and I think a lot of people that are in they're listening to us tonight, uh, or listening to us later on. Our our great our great fans, our great patrons, uh, who are around the world. We have people live listening all over. I mean, I get mm-hmm. we get we get fan mail from Switzerland or Norway or uh, you know um, all over uh, you know Europe or you know Australia. We get all our fr- fans in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, you know Great Britain. We get we get fan mail from all over. Because you know we've been fortunate enough to be able to uh, to sort of build up an audience of folks uh, around the world um, who, like you said, Jesse, who love this, love our sport, love our our obsession of this, and um, love what we we kind of are able to provide them entertainment wise. But you know, um, getting you can get uh, a cool path tag. If you can, t- you know, tell some, t- at least tell one person about it. So that's my charge to you out there uh, is at least tell one person to subscribe. You don't have to go for the the silver or gold. Uh, you can. I, I really want people to, to get the silver and gold version <laughs> of the FTF uh, coin with the little, the little happy face and the little smiley, uh, you know, because because you've, uh, you know, you provided somebody found, you know, for uh, for it. But um Tell somebody about it, and that's what I really want people to do: is take a moment this week and tell a friend that the that um, uh, geocaches that you know of. Send them a note, send them a Facebook message, send them an email. Do whatever you need to do, and um, just let's get some more subscribers for Keith. Let's let's keep him so busy he he uh, doesn't know what to think right now. So there you go. <laughs> and I'll be thankful, right? Like. 
I, I can't imagine like if my friends were sitting around and tell them they will be happy that you told them about it because they didn't realize. And I, you know, I, I'm still mad at some of my friends for not telling me earlier. <laughs> exactly. so like, huh? Were you trying to hide this from me so I can't beat you to the cash and won't get the inside information? What's going on here? There's a conspiracy going on. Tell your friends about it. They will be super happy about it. So, yeah. um, so Keith, what, what are some of your final, final thoughts tonight? Well, first, thanks you guys for uh, for having me on and all your kind words and your evangelism. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Um, I, I don't know if you heard, but my phone's been binging a couple of times, and uh, it, it was my son. He sent me a text message, and it says, "The Willie." So, <laughs> he's, he's trying to guess. That's awesome. <laughs> he wants the coin, so he's listening. So he's watching the show. That's awesome. That's great. So, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. I, I I really appreciate what you guys do, and it's always fun to be on and talk about geocaching. You know, it's it's really strange. We're we're so uh, it's, we're such obsessive compulsives when it comes to this this hobby, uh, and it's good to be a, a, among like minded folk. <laughs> yes, very much so. And um, if you're coming to Geowood Stock in Cincinnati. Gigastock, as I've been calling it lately. Um, mm-hmm. The plan, at least, like I said, unless the creek, hopefully, the no more hurricanes come through before now and, yeah. and then. But um, you're pl- you'll plan to be there, and so we want people to come say hi to you. I'll be there. Looking forward to it. Awesome. That is that's awesome. Yeah. So um, definitely um, go by and see Keith. Tell him. Tell me. Heard about heard about your magazine through Geocache Talk. I think. Uh, Keith, you get a kick out of that if he he heard that. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, so, um, and you'll you'll have those um, those little special editions, right? Is what we're hoping. Yes, we're okay. working on one right now for Geo Woodstock. Okay, awesome. That's perfect. So, all right. Well, coming up on the show, uh, show uh, ninety five, uh, Jesse and I are going to have on Nathan Lewis, and we talked about uh, recently about his county trip. And he gave us a lot of good info already in the show notes. So we're excited about next week's show, about mm-hmm. his trip, uh, all the states he went through, all the counties he stopped in, um, put a lot of that on Facebook, which was kind of interesting to, to follow a little, you know, and he's going to tell us about how he planned to do the whole thing and what went right, what went wrong, and, and just about the whole the whole trip. He's going to give us the whole, the whole uh, storyline about Nathan Lewis uh, and uh, his wife going on that uh, trip. And then in two weeks, uh, we go international. Geo Paul, uh, f- he lives near London, is going to be back with us across the pond again. And uh, special time for that because, again, it's live. And so he's going to be live in London. So it's a 3 p.m. show. So it'll be 9 p.m. his time, uh, 3 p.m. our time. So it's an earlier show. Um, so, but we want you to, you know, come by, ask your questions of Geo Paul. Uh, we just have a great time. We, we love all our international, uh, listeners and, and, um, uh, you know, it's, it's fun having him, him on, give us a perspective of the UK and different things he's been involved with of late and his, uh, his, uh, vlog and, uh, just, it's just a fun time with, with Geo Paul. And then in three weeks, we've got something very unique, I think. And that is a show 97 called, do you know your way to Cincinnati? <laughs> and we're going to feature geocaches from different directions going to Cincinnati, because that's going to be uh, later that month. 
And so we're all, everybody's working on this. The whole GeoTalk network is working on it. Jesse's coming up with his, even though he's mm-hmm. not good to go. I've got my my route. Um, Sodak Zach's working on his, and even Angie's going to be working on hers, even though she's not be able to make it either. So, but we're all going to kind of come up with this list of caches that we could we want to find, or if we were going, we would want to find uh, on the uh, the trip to Cincinnati. Called, and so we're doing that show in three weeks. And if you have a favorite, send one to geocache talk at gmail.com and we might include that in uh, in the show. So, well, we, folks, again, we hope you enjoy the show tonight. Please email us your comments at geocache talk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocache talk or mine's at Gary Slinkard. Uh, also, we're on Instagram quite a bit now. Uh, geocache talk, all one word. And of course, Jesse's with Memphis Mafia. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been big on Instagram, which I'm really appreciative that Jesse's does his, uh, and also with Angie taking care of ours for the network. And so, uh, very excited about that. And of course, Facebook is facebook.com forward slash geocache talk if you'd like to join our uh, little group there. Uh, show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. And I just updated that today. So if you want to listen to uh, an old show at that point, you can listen to it from the website or uh, use any of the other uh, favorite items out there uh, as far as audio uh, listening uh, uh processes that you go through itunes or stitcher and so forth don't forget to click on the subscribe button below you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis and tell your friends about the show and until next week don't just talk about geocaching go check out ftf magazine and go tell your friends about it right now and then after that go geocaching good night everybody good night good night